how do you want to sure. play this since we lost the last one? Um, I think we just go straight just, up. Just we're only continuing one topic, so it won't be a yeah, big deal. It's all right. Yeah, we can do like it last time on Louder Than Podcast. That might be the only way we can continue. So everyone's gonna hate me. Hello, sorry, I was starting the thing. I was about to say, is that my internet or something on your side? <laughs> um, you turn to see bass fishing down to like nothing. Yeah. Um, two. Yeah. Okay. Uh, say stuff, guys. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That looks good. Um, Great. All right. Mm. Let me go live with the pre-show real quick. Game capture. Like this. Preview. Window. SegaBassFishing.exe. <laughs> yeah. There the old go. school. We're taking it back to the old school. <laughs> um. <clears throat> I don't even remember the last time I played bass fishing. Dude, so good. Bullet time, you say? I don't need it. Ooh, what's the last is fun? Um, we can bite you. Not me. So, what have you guys been up to? Not a damn thing. I had my, uh, my first class again. Well, the first day of my last class, rather. Okay. Yeah. That sounds so dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was the first day of my last day. <laughs> um. This. All right, boys and girls. Lads and ladies. I'm the, I'm live too. Eating, eating by okay. a snecko. Oh, this is a hand. Here's some wheel. <clears throat> so, Chris, would you like to uh, ring us in? Just tell me when you're ready. I'm always oh, ready. Oh, I'm ready. I'm always ready. Whoa, that's what I just said, my man. Yeah, well. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay, glad we uh, sell that one. The link is shared and live in three, two, one. Welcome to Louder Than Podcast. Last time on Louder Than Podcast, he did had numerous technical issues. Precursors to 2018's future failures. No odds, no excuses. Disconnections, loss of internet. <laughs> However, Little Green created a new dragon from the Dragon Balls and thus granted us a backup channel with now enabled VODs. Go we now have fewer excuses for technical issues, but will the Louder Than Podcast crew find a way? Tune in this time on Louder Than Podcast. Now That's story. what we were actually talking about last time. Let, let's, <laughs> let's, let's go in with that, too, instead of just the DBZ references. 
That was great, though. Um, <laughs> that was great. That was fantastic. Magfest Chris Savitt's was... my hero. I hope I did him proud. <laughs> Magfest was half a disaster, half fun. I think we I saved think the Magfest thing. I checked Eric's channel. We had like 48 minutes. Okay. Oh, was that from... Oh, we can before, still... Before, before? I don't yeah. even remember. Um, Basically, we're, we're restarting the emulation thing, so let's just recap oh, yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> oh, yeah, no. Uh, I think, basically, half of it was, oh, hey, like, give me a reason to buy this game again, and half of it was, buy it anyway, it's their property, and they can sell it. There's so, the issue with basically the developers and the publishers are not making it convenient to actually get the licensed product versus how it's both convenient and cheaper to get the unlicensed versions for emulation. Yep. That's exactly it. And um, yeah, I don't know. Like I said, it's no longer enough to just be like, oh, look, you got a new DS. You want to play Mario World on that or Sonic or any of the other old games we've sold to you a million times? It's like, hey, we're Bandai Namco. We remastered this game from six years ago. We want like full price again, please. Thank you for yeah. Dark Souls. You know who's actually the best at that one? Bethesda. Oh, yeah. Yes. We're on what? Elder Scrolls number five version eight now? Yes. Well, no, it's and not even just that, but... Skyrim itself has how many different releases? I'm yeah, never gonna. Like, uh, PS3, no, no, go ahead. PC, Legendary Edition, and Special Edition, PS4, Xbox One, and Switch, Switch, and VR. Yeah. So it's like seven right there. That's insane. I'm never gonna get over The Last of Us. It got an HD remaster like a year and a half after it came out. Only this version actually worked compared to the PS3. I mean, I played it on the PS3 and it was fine. PS4 what, is a massive improvement. It actually feels what were like it common works. issues. Common issues for my tastes were the mm -hmm. frame rate being stuttery as fuck, the amount of pop in, and also textures that wouldn't load. Versus PS4, okay. where the PS4 I got actually had it in, available as like a digital voucher included from the start. Oh. And even just installed straight to the hard drive, I had virtually none of those issues. The load times were shorter. I had fewer issues with like stuttering or freezing i never got it to crash on me see i never really felt like any of that was happening for me so i think it was just a pointless money grab well i i totally zoned out what game are we talking about the last oh of us <laughs> oh okay <laughs> um i actually never played the last of us it was all right it's not nearly as good as people make it out to be but it's good it's overhyped but oh, yeah mm, overhyped my favorite flavor <laughs> Overhype, my favorite Blizzard game. <laughs> Damn. I mean, Shots I like fired. Overwatch. I just, I couldn't, I couldn't let that go. <laughs> Shots um, fired. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I just, I think companies need to just make like new games instead of trying to sell me the same ones over and over again. Like, I know game thinking, development takes forever, but at the same time, come on, man. <laughs> yeah, but you're you're just putting all these resources into like making it for a new platform. Damn, we just caught a eight-pound bass. Holy shit! <laughs> you guys are gonna be rich. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, dude, fucking. And like I said, it could be little things like time trials, like concept art galleries. Like, give me just something. I don't even need anything new. I just want it to be fairly priced. Like yeah. that too. Yeah, I would buy way more. Um, <clears throat> like old games on new systems if they were like two bucks yeah also the matter of 
let's just call it fairness for the time being, about having to repurchase games you already had purchased licenses to and you don't technically own anyway, only a license. I we actually that... meant to follow up on that uh, because Tell and I were asking, like, how how much like have you read about that? Because I know it's a thing that some people say is a thing. Some people say it's not. To the best of my research, and keep in mind, I didn't do a comprehensive study on this. Right. It's like some remedial research. Effectively, what the uh, EULAs indicate is that you are getting that particular software iteration. So there is an argument to be made that if you, let's say, bought Skyrim in 2011, you are defensively able to claim ownership of the PC, PS3, and 360 version. However, that does not automatically entitle you to future DLC and patches. But then there's also the argument that the EULAs are company-specific or brand-specific, and that means you are entitled to that platform, but not the entirety of the franchise. So PS3 and PS4. PC is the murkier area there because you would argue that it's coded on that platform initially, but the ports to different platforms are not considered in that ULA. And as well, the future releases have the DLC bundled in them from the start, like the Special Edition and the Legendary Edition. They're not encompassed by the same EULA. Okay. Huh. So, long story short, and I know we just threw a bunch of word salad that was ill-researched. <laughs> no, no, it, it, it makes sense. Damn your long word story salad. short, it's basically, it's a legal gray area, and nobody's arguing to detail it specifically, because that would mean they sell fewer copies. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried. Okay. Huh. Understood. Um, and it's tough because you know I understand like if you if you buy an but I don't know when I look at music like and granted I know that's a very different can of worms because a lot of people aren't necessarily buying music as much anymore or they're not buying it traditionally but you know a lot of people like they would release an album and then if you re-released it it was at least usually old enough to warrant a remaster or it came with bonus tracks or demo tracks yeah, or, yeah. you know, something like that. I, I didn't know anybody who really just like re-released or re-bought albums for any reason other than my old CD got trashed, you know? Either, mm. yeah, like something happened to my old CD, there's new, um, new content or you know, this album's from the 70s, and they re-released it. Like, and, like, remastered. remastered it. They had the stems, and they're like, oh, yeah. hey, let's make this sound better. And I don't know. I think that's, like, a gaming industry problem that um, we were so quick to, like, cycle. I'm not, not that it's quick. Consoles have their lifespan. But we're so quick to be like, oh, the new console's out? Fuck my old one. And it's like, but why you could just keep playing but then you want to rebuy these games later with no added value yeah it's um trying to I think, think it's a market now. problem like we're paying for it so they keep doing it you know people get excited about fucking skyrim for the eighth time so <laughs> yeah. bethesda says why not resell it for the eighth time I'm tempted yeah. to compare it to Apple products, whereby you I have mean, these people who are obsessed with getting the latest iteration at all times. But yeah. the thing is, I think that's a first. fair comparison. But you also can say like it's the same exact thing as in like how big AAA games were trying to mess with us with all the microtransactions instead of us saying, "Yeah, we're not going to buy it. We still buy it." Well, exactly. Yeah. That's why my biggest advice to anybody in this situation is vote with your goddamn money. <laughs> 
Yeah. You know, like I'm not opposed to a repaying for a port, basically. I mean, how many copies of Dragon's Dogma do I own? Like, I have supported that IP as best I can if they would only bring all the games to the West. Thanks, Capcom. But yeah. I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not opposed to the idea of re-releasing a game with some sort of, like, emulation versus paid option. But the thing is that I would like a reason to other than trying to be benevolent. Yeah. Right. And, you know, I just, just saying, like, I want, like, I don't know. I want Skyrim on my Switch because it's on the go. Like, people use that excuse, but laptops have been able to handle Skyrim for years now. I used to play Skyrim yeah. on my laptop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Was it the Razor Shield that was basically, like, just a beater or something? I, am I hallucinating? Did Razor make that? No, yeah, they did. Oh, no, it was the NVIDIA Shield. Oh, NVIDIA. NVIDIA. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It, I don't think yeah. it did too well. I should have known it wasn't Razor. It wasn't glowing. <laughs> yeah, it didn't have RGB strips fucking everywhere. Strobe. Yep. Also, the price tag didn't give me a heart attack. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, they have a they have a new um. A new controller out to, to rival the uh, Xbox One Elite, and it looks really nice. And like the buttons actually all click like mice, which I think is really neat. But it's like hundred and sixty dollars. I'm like, dude, Ooh. the elites only like hundred fifty or something. Oh, dude, wait, that, I didn't that pay half that for both my elites. What the hell? Yeah. What's um, that? some I don't remember what the company was or if it was Microsoft, but the they're bringing back the old original Xbox controllers. Yes, oh, dude, Hyperkin. I saw that. Hyperkin's bringing back the yeah. Duke, and you know the big X in the middle? It's a screen. It's a, yeah, it's actually a screen. A pushable like, button LED screen. The original big chunky massive controller. And it's gonna be Xbox and PC compatible. I want it. Nice. It's gonna be like sixty bucks, and Getting that's it. yeah, it's like sixty or seventy. And I mean, for God's sake, they're tanks and they're multi. It's like everything I wanted in a Dreamcast. Uh, by the way, did you hear that they're coming out with new Dreamcast controllers? I really? Saw, yeah. PC and Bluetooth ones. That sounds yeah. cool. Like Bluetooth Dreamcast receivers, not just PC. Yeah. Um, but because they're Bluetooth, you could probably connect them to like a USB Bluetooth on your computer as well. Right. And they're coming out with official Saturn pads too. And the Saturn is one of my favorite controllers of all time. This is like the weirdest um, nostalgia I've heard of. <laughs> I know. Control well, it's nostalgia. great, though, because they're controllers that were never really, like, represented in the modern era. Like, you know, Hyperkin has made Genesis controllers. They've made Super Nintendo, you know, knockoffs, the whole nine yards. Mm, also, the um, nostalgia for the underdog. I mean, when was the last time you said a nice thing about Sega? <laughs> well, dude, the Dreamcast is a fucking cult classic. Yeah. Everyone dude, loves the Dreamcast. I played them. I never had one, though. It was my first system. Uh, fair. Really? Oh, yeah. Fuck. Nice. Good choice. I didn't have one growing up, but I, I bought one for my brother, like, maybe, like, six years ago. And coincidentally, we are playing Sega Bass Fishing right now on Steam. <laughs> when I bought the console, I got it at a flea market. Um, it was in, like, fine condition, but I brought it home, and I I opened the console, and Sega Bass Fishing was in the console. <laughs> so what, was, what a treat. Yeah. An extra prize. It was Destiny. Yeah, but, like, yeah. It, it's a really good time because <laughs> now people are starting to realize that these like more niche consoles are getting their uh their come up but in a good way. It's like, hey, people love these. We should probably make 
like newer controllers and you know let people use them on pc and stuff and that's definitely a sega move because sega and Atari much... doing this for a couple years it like people credit it to like the nintendo minis but i've been looking at atari flashbacks for years yeah and like sega for as much as they fuck up they know that like hey we like our audience and they like what we do so like They've been really way better as that. publishers than developers recently, I have to say. Yeah, yeah. they seem to be outside of the whole um, controversy. Like, with um, the well, last Sonic game that came out... their Sonic games to be terrible, so it's not like it's a big Sonic is expected to be terrible, and everything else, we don't expect anything. Like, yeah. yeah. Oh, what'd you hear? what do you think about Bioware's new game? Have you heard about Anthem. it? Yeah. It looks incredible, but I, I don't think trust it's going them. to be awful because Bioware are RPG focused and they have been when they were at their best. But ever since like Mass Effect 2, they've been going more action focused than RPG. Thanks to big, thanks to Big Papa, um, real, real. Big Papa EA. Yeah. That's the thing. I okay. Uh, full disclosure: I only started Mass Effect a few days ago, and I've never played it before. Oh, but I'm enjoying, enjoying it. What? Are you starting at number one or Andromeda? Yeah, yeah I'm starting at one. Please play nice. Andromeda. <laughs> I I really like one so far. Andromeda's and... going to be in the $5 bargain bin soon. Don't rush. Yeah, exactly. Um, my, no, no, it's cool. My, my problem is that, like, this game looks like it's going to be... Uh, Anthem, that is. It looks like it's going to be, like, Monster Hunter meets Destiny meets Mass Effect. And that's awesome. That does that, sound awesome. That, I think, could work really well. But here's the problem. Electronic Arts. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They call like, they've already yeah. put in some speculation as to who was that consultant they talked to, where it was about cosmetic-themed loot boxes and how EA is still like considering them on probation after what happened with Battlefront. <laughs> yeah, like, clearly your consumers don't like it. Just don't make a game that we want to pay money for and fucking play. And that's it's, it's literally that easy. It's this not is... hard. Oh my guys. <laughs> like, know, there was, um, played... you go first. ahead. What? You first. Me first? <laughs> there was a cosplay at Magfest of some guy in a... He had, like, the perfectly, like, ironed black black tie suit and everything carrying a massive briefcase and he just slapped a, an EA logo on his face. <laughs> oh my god. That's and great. the briefcase had like closed studios on it with money poking out the sides. <laughs> yeah, right? Mm -hmm. That's beautiful. Yeah. What were you going to say, Chris? <clears throat> I'm not sure that Anthem is what... Here's the thing. If people are saying, just make a good game, it's Bioware making a game that is not focused on story, and Bioware has been touted for their RPG legacy and stories for as long as I've known them. Like, also, yeah. you have to remember that... Or how many games do we have to go back to? We have to remember and, that um, the original uh, team on EA... Ugh, sorry. The original team of... Um, oh my god, their names. Eludes me right now. The original team of Bioware is actually not on board. Or at least the big honchos. And oh, is really? Is Edmonton again? Or is it, like, uh, Toronto? Um, I think they... The Canadians, I don't remember who. Damn, these Canadians. <laughs> but, um, from what I've heard, they actually left the studio. Oh, yeah, oh. they lost their big writers and story directors ages ago. Yeah. Like, in the process of Andromeda and, I think, uh, Inquisition. Okay. 
No, and, and like, I think it can honestly be like a great game. Taylor, to give you a heads up, have you seen the trailer for Anthem? No, I haven't. Basically, imagine if all of us were playing, right? Uh, we all get our own customizable, like, super armors, and we have to go out beyond the wall of, like, the colony oh, okay. and kill monsters. Okay. It sounds fucking incredible. It's basically Space Monster Hunter with, like, Destiny and Attack on Titan. Yeah, and Attack on Titan okay, kind yeah. of vibes. But, like, I watched it and I'm like, this looks fucking awesome. And then they said loot boxes. Mm. And they said they like, were thinking about adding No, it. no, I forgot about this because I watched. Well, okay, they, maybe since the whole Battlefront thing, they're saying no. Yeah. But Kyle and I watched a trailer the other day and it was like, it was a mock up of like two friends playing. So it was like their banter. And uh, she gets this box and she's like, oh, I hope it's something good. And she like, <laughs> she pops the box and she's like, yes, like lightning rifle. And she's like all excited. And I'm like, wow, make us chase the dragon EA. Like, <laughs> it's the same vis- fake voice actors from The Division. Did you catch that? No, it was. Was it? It's the same players. Quote oh, for fuck's sake. Get out of here. Those people so. are real. Of it, so... <laughs> Just they're real in only that they're organic beings speaking into a microphone. <laughs> we are the most perfectly curated and audience-tested demographic indicators for this IP. Please. That's the funny thing about it. When they talked, I was like, you sound like you're trying to sound like casual conversation. Yeah, yeah, I like, know exactly what you mean. How 9000 spoke more realistically than you two? Just like... <laughs> yeah. Dude, it's terrible. Like, and you know, like I said, maybe they're gonna like do the whole okay, we're gonna rethink our strategy because we don't want to bother anybody. I just put in random. <laughs> um, maybe like they're gonna rethink it after the shit that happened, but like I just don't trust it. It's a multiplayer game by EA. It's gonna be trash probably, and if it's great, I'll eat my words and buy it day one. Seriously, like, I want this game to be good. It looks fun. Same. Yeah, but there's one drop-in, drop-out, loot-focused shooter I'm looking forward to, and it's called Borderlands 3. Anthem <laughs> needs a personality before I get interested. <clears throat> I all actually am intending... Congrats. If you guys all want to play it soon, once uh, I get my new desk set up and Taylor gets her computer here, do you guys want to do Borderlands? Because I've never played it. Uh, yes. I, I played, like, an hour of it on console. And I obviously, don't know if I have it on things. Steam. I'll have to check. But, I mean, it, it's always on sale and shit, yeah. yeah. 100%. Okay, nope. let's fucking do it. Great, I have three circles of friends that want to play Borderlands now. We're never oh. going to finish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's how it always happens. Yeah, good luck with that. Chris, you might as well cancel our playthrough. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's true. Oh, yeah, if, if the four of us are going to be doing it, yeah. yeah. Dude, um, I will say, pretty, oh, much. I'm much better on the PC than, you know... Uh, on the controller or on the Xbox where we were playing on. Oh yeah, I, I think we were playing so. on the PS4 or something like that. The handsome collection. Mm. Very handsome. And that's not even the best version because you know I have the good controllers for the Xbox One. Yeah. Um. So what is topic number two? I know we have we have both lined up, but what do you want to go into next? We had the music subject, and we also had Blaz Blue. Let's get that out of the way while we're still mad about video games. Ah, oh, rubble, rubble. Arc System Works is scaring me because it shows that even companies I love can hurt me. Yeah. In so the worst what, way. are they guilty of selling us? 
I'm, I'm not acknowledging You can that. leave Discord now. Yeah. Disconnect. Um, you can't leave. You're a backup VOD. Oh, true. <laughs> God damn it. Um, so for anybody who's uninformed, you can hear how bad this is going to be from the fucking tone of my voice. Uh, the new Blaze Blue is coming out, and it has 40 awesome characters in it, and 20 of them are DLC. Um, my initial thought, though, is that is a massive fish. <laughs> wow, that's a weird thought. <laughs> I mean, it was her initial thought. Holy shit. Um, anyway. Don't acknowledge um, that Godzilla reference. Keep going. It's <laughs> a lot of fish. Um, but aren't, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but um, aren't the past blaze blue games usually only like 20 characters so i mean in yeah, that so it's realm not like but still you can't like you can't garner goodwill from an audience by saying we have 40 characters ready to go you're only getting 20 but oh, like yeah. why would they tell us <laughs> and no, also, that's what i mean like I checked the announcement and it's like two-thirds of them are just question marks with dates yeah like, if there are okay. characters ready there then i have to really ask who they are because it doesn't seem like they know either. It just seems like they announced yeah. way too much DLC up front. Yeah, and it's just like... Evolve? Ah, dude. <laughs> I, even if... Okay, I understand if you say, look, we want to make this game, we want it to be incredible, and it'll be worth buying day one, but we have plans down the line to support it. That's fine. But when you have projects already for it, or like at least in, in the works, why the fuck are you marketing it like do you want to get just belittled by the entire audience by saying like well why not just give it to us if it's on the disc or in the initial install and just locked behind a paywall you're you're doing it wrong you are just garnering all the ill will if yeah, it's ready to go it should be in the game. systems instead of capcom like you're not supposed to emulate them you're not supposed to rip off the things like resident evil ripping off alone in the dark and then alone in the dark ripping off resident evil <laughs> yeah <laughs> Stay you. You were actually a good idea. Well, and that's what scares me is they're doing the DBZ fighter. They're doing gu any Guilty Gear game that comes out is theirs. Blaze Blue is theirs. Like, so, like with the, they're important. The where it really like tears me apart is like Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> um, like previous games did only have you know around. We'll just generalize and say twenty characters. So, like, if they just left it at that, then okay. Yeah, but like twenty more. Like, save the throw in five of them and save the other ones for your next release. Or plus, you know. I I'm sorry. I know there's a lot of development that goes into character creation, and I respect that. I respect that a lot. I'll defer you to Skull Skullgirls if you want to see an example of that where people were in a bit of an uproar about them adding new characters that were paid DLC, and they actually showed the entire, like, pricing system as to how they pay for the different components and develop a new character for the game. Right, but I, I am That's saying That's when this, they did the Kickstarter for uh, the new characters, yeah. I'm saying this, but keep in mind, I don't <clears> know Blast Blue that well. I only own a couple of games, I've barely played them, so I'm not representative of what this franchise does. Okay. That's valid. Yeah. Um, Skullgirls is... Great, yeah, I, I, I always, uh, when I talk to people about it, I'm like, even if it's not your thing, you gotta give it to them that they really thought it through. Yeah, I'm so glad um, they have basically Cuphead and Shadman style put together. Yeah. 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 Oh, what no, am I saying? No, it's Zoned Hand, not Shadman. I'm sorry, I got the wrong oh. illustrator of Smut 
Yeah. What? Yeah. Sometimes <laughs> great. Uh, but basically, like, I while I understand that, I think it's ridiculous that like you can expect a fighting game nowadays to come out at like fifty to sixty dollars, and then there's going to be like twenty more dollars yeah. of characters later. Like, come on, when a new character comes out, you can make them like three dollars, if not like two fifty. Like that adds up when you release like ten characters, you yeah. know? Yeah. I don't want to get a fucking season pass well, for I every think, game I want to buy. I feel like um, they they really don't always price it in mind that like some people want everything. Yeah, because I play fighting games with a lot of you know different friends, and you know often on my copy of the game, so I like to have any character available that's why i think the best pricing model to date and brace yourselves it's a free-to-play title was killer instinct right they on. give you rotating yeah. fighters so you can eventually try the whole cast and as we know a lot of competitive fighting game players they usually have one or two mains you could buy them for five bucks each pretty much and be tournament competitive for five to ten dollars then the game was free to download but they also did it that if you wanted the whole game you buy it for like 60 bucks they give you access to all current and upcoming content and <clears throat> you get like enough of the in-game fight money which is free to earn it's not like dlc money yeah like uh, i'm not into the uh, free-to-play model they have so i just bought a boxed copy up front exactly. me too exactly exactly and you can if you're you know if you really don't want to grind you can buy the in-game currency but it's very easy to earn so i'm not holding it against them but they give you enough of it with the full purchase of the game and chris just left discord oh goodbye chris there he is um they give you enough currency when you buy the full copy that you don't need to grind they're like thanks for buying our game buy costumes now here you go yeah. you earned it like it's like thanks guys you actually know how to be nice to your fucking customers and to but yeah if of all places i know right <laughs> but well, i think that's the one time free to play has really worked for me and it's it was a really big title coming from like you know it was oh yeah a, a it, it was triple a it was a massively popular arcade game when what was the silicon knights or something like that like a studio <laughs> that basically it was rare guitars before rare hold on well look at my box i pretty sure it was a different like they had somebody else involved hold on oh okay oh, okay but in any event you're coming off of a big property from rare of all companies that was very big when they were you know making games like killer instinct and you know that was the donkey kong era and stuff yeah yeah Back so to you know to take that and not ruin it with a free-to-play model yeah, I just got my box off the shelf. It was Double Helix that helped with the like Xbox One version and the launch version. Oh, so like, okay. And if I'm not mistaken, these were guys that worked on stuff like Two Human. I could be getting them mixed up with another studio. So, oh, guys, really? I I hope I'm mixing them up with somebody. But if yeah, did, that's a massive improvement. Yeah. Well, because the game is beautiful. It's absolutely gorgeous. Yeah. And that that battle toads. Oh yeah, that, and even that like they got the cameo characters right. Like, yeah. do you want Halo? Do you want Gears of War? Do you want Battle Toads? We have everything. <laughs> you yeah, want a basketball yeah. player in your fighting game. It's not Balrog. It's the one uh, up shop. Oh 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 oh! It's uh, not Sean. The oh, the what comes Sean. to mind is um, you know, you guys play Bioshock, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> 
Welcome to the Circus of Value! <laughs> I heard that shit in my sleep when I beat Bioshock because I wouldn't put it down. It was my first 360 game. It's what pushed me to finally get one because I didn't have a PC at the time. And just, I would go to bed and just hear, welcome to the Circus of Values, oh, like, in my head. See, for me, the sound that, that um, the sound that was in my head was, uh, the turrets. Oh my god, those. Those boys. Those, those auto boys. Oh, yeah. FYI, would Ken Levine please make another Bioshock-styled game? Nope. Never. It's too late. Not, not it's... Bioshock in name, but just in style, please. It's for Yo, maybe a new System Shock? Oh. Are we getting System Shock 2 remake? Uh, didn't it already happen? I could have Google it, Google it, it Google it, Google it, Google it. <laughs> do it, do it now! Um, do, it, do it now. By the way, you guys can't hear me breathing, right? Because, like, <laughs> I still am sick, so... And I'm breathing kind of heavy. I just didn't want to make sure I was, like... Mouth breathing into the microphone. To be honest, System I had, I did hear. is aiming for 2018. Okay. Oh. Hell yeah! I I need to play System Shock. I I missed it because obviously you know when I was a kid I was console player and didn't have PC mm -hmm. stuff. That was um, But I own them. Visit Dead Space's grandfather. There you go. Yeah, yeah. Tay, do you know anything about System Shock? Nope. Uh, imagine Bioshock on like. The Bioshock only you're in a space station with HAL 9000. Yeah. That sounds pretty great. It was it it Bioshock is the uh spiritual sequel. So oh, okay. fucked up environment. Uh I would argue people that fuck with your character's head as well, just saying. Yeah. No, it's great. But um can you, wait, wait. Some of it. excuse me, can you say it's great but in the Tony the Tiger voice? No. Okay. Can you? <laughs> yeah, can you? It's great! There you go. Uh, See, that's why I didn't do it. It wasn't deep enough. <laughs> it, but uh, Eric uh, is uh, best. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's great! That was good. Alright, let's, let's let's get these copyright strikes at least worth it. <laughs> I accept uh, payments in the form of Michael Phelps currencies. Listen, I always care about... Weedies? Weed? <laughs> we, weedies. <laughs> Guys, at this point... Flavored Weedies. Since we are, like, no longer game monetized, screw it. Let's go through all the copyrights. <laughs> what are they going to do? Demonetize the video? I mean, if we're uploading this on SoundCloud, we should be fine, too. They won't detect us if we do it entirely awful. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, if we, don't, we just won't have enough, um... So, Eric, keep doing hours it. Long. Yes. Yeah. Um, it'll be the Chinese knockoff of Tony the Tiger. Um, Fred... Fred the Bear. <laughs> Fred the Puma. Fred the Puma. <laughs> um, so, okay, yeah. Ark, just, just, just give us characters. Make them fair price. Don't, don't do this. I like you too much. Don't let me down. I'm down. Um, Maybe release a definitive edition of Guilty Gear Exert. I think you're on your third already, and you're still making more stuff. Yeah, there's so many different releases of that game. It's like gives me a headache. Yeah. I do so love Beast Street Gear, Fighter. Though. Don't yeah. be. <laughs> we dealt How with that shit for two decades now. Like there's like regular Street Fighter and like Turbo and you and can probably Alpha tell me there's twenty and... different versions of Street Fighter Two, and I believe you. I don't even have to look. Yeah, like, it sounds believable. I forget what the real number is, but it's not far off. Um, if you count Super Street Fighter Two, which I do, um, 
because it's not technically like a different series. But um, anyway, yeah. I just threw out an absurd number. Don't tell me I'm right. That's depressing. Hang on. Uh, Be depressed. <laughs> hang on. I'm I'm, I'm fact checking this one because this this is important. Um, Boy, importante. Okay, sorry, I was making sure that... Yep, pause. Uh, Street Fighter 2. Let's see. The World Warrior. Uh, updated versions. Okay. Um, so, somebody uh, keep count. Ready? Okay. Street Fighter 2. Street Fighter 2 Champion Edition. Street Fighter 2 Turbo. Super Street Fighter 2 The New Challengers. Hyper Street Fighter 2. Super Street Fighter 2, a Turbo HD Remix. (laughs) Ultra Street Fighter 2, the Final Challengers. Um, Yeah, I think that's it. So there have been eight versions. Yes. No, the the original Champion Edition, Turbo. Okay, I guess more than double higher. I don't have to lose faith in humanity yet. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Just the Mega Man franchise. Oh, is it a new one? Can we ask soon? Possibly this uh, year. Not I don't soon, know. but yeah. Kinda. <laughs> oh, that goes through health. Okay. Wait, I, I want to do a Google search. How many Street Fighter 2 <laughs> versions are there? Oh, and don't forget the platform differences. <laughs> yeah. Well, that I'm not counting as much. Okay, oh, here we go. Street go. Fighter 2 yeah. series. World Warrior Champion Edition, Hyper Fighting, Super Street Fighter 2, Super Turbo... Hyper Street Fighter 2, Ultra Street Fighter... Yeah, so seven. Yeah, and also, I'm not bad-mouthing Mega Man. I love that franchise. It's just, it's Capcom, and I don't have any expectations left. Oh, I'm bad-mouthing Mega Man. It's one of my favorite games of all time, but they're fucking it up. You done, Goof? Yeah. Um, so anyway, music. This is gonna be an interesting one. Um, K-pop, ultimate form of music. Well, no, 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 that, so that is not how we're naming this one, Eric. <laughs> fucking fire starter. What's the best form of music, J-pop or K-pop? It can only be one. Well, I'm correct in both ways. Fucked. <laughs> Goddamn asshole. Trying to get us in trouble. Listen, um, how can you disprove me? You can't. Oh my god. <laughs> you can't offer a positive affirmation. Therefore, anime is not real. Yeah. Anime's on my side. Like Am I dead? Um, You're gonna break Undyne's heart, I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Don't go breaking my heart. Oh, look, more bad copyrights. <laughs> um, yeah, there is a fish in a suit of armor who's very disappointed in you right now. <laughs> Wait. Who? What? Undyne no, you, from Undertale. No, 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 you would make Alphys sad. Alphys. She's the, the, the weeb. I'm pretty sure it was Undyne who shouted anime is real and then ran away from the junkyard. I mean, yeah, but Alphys is the one who was, like, already obsessed. I'm not arguing about Undertale on the internet. That's That's been, like, a, a hard no for me since it came out. I have never played it, so... It's good, but just don't talk the to anybody who says it. they I'm like it. Just say that. Yep. It's like, just you have to, to keep safe. your safe search filters on to enjoy it. Oh, my. I, I played it before, like, when I knew literally nothing about the game so it was fine for me yeah i knew nothing about it Chris i just know just they like typography this. it's I like know. there's two skeletons and you could basically get your ass kicked by two fonts <laughs> yeah sans and papyrus 
Ugh, fuck the pirates. Um, so anyway, K-pop versus J-pop. I don't. I, there's room for both guys. We don't gotta hate. We have to hate. Oh god, no. This is really <laughs> on our show. Um. Uh, well, like, I don't just speak listen. your language, so. Anime, anime has the ultimate music. Oh my god. Oh my god, Eric. I'm afraid. I'm afraid of you right now. I'm ashamed to know you. Well, my my first thought is anime. That that music is just the bees. It's not all Kingdom Hearts intros, Eric. You're right. It's all all Inuashas. Inuashas. Oh, I'm just gonna hear me punching my wall. Yeah, yeah. It's your turn to angrily storm out of the fucking podcast. God damn it. Great. Just actually I... stay on topic. What um, is the topic? I don't even understand yeah. it. It's K-pop versus J-pop, but Eric just sucks. I think my my only opinion on it is that um for like current current generation music, K-pop is better, but for past generations music, J-pop is better. I get behind that. So, okay. I, I'm talking I think, like 80s well, when uh, yeah. I say that, by the way. Let's outline what, like, really makes them them. I'm not familiar with a lot of pre-millennium K-pop, but K-pop seems to draw a lot of influence from dance and hip-hop music, um, which is awesome. But also a little bit of a weird, like, show tune jazz thing, because a lot of the big girl groups like to do, like, like stuff that's influenced by either musicals or burlesque or something you know they have like the the horn sections in the in the background music and stuff like that um and you have people like boa who are just like really varied she'll do dance music like jazz hip-hop mixtures whereas a lot of modern j-pop is very like upbeat pop yes i'm super into the upbeat stuff no, no, I love it. I love both. But, like, um, whereas K-pop is more, like, well, okay. it's almost, like, more mature theme. The thing about K-pop is, like, there's also a huge difference when it comes to style between um, boy bands and girl bands. That's very true. Boy bands are more, like what we had in the 90s with like NSYNC and Backstreet well, Boys but updated but also like for example like BTS is one of like the biggest K-pop bands um, in Korea behind and... the scenes what what <laughs> I forget what it stands for but it's not that <laughs> um they uh their most popular stuff is the more like um more like upbeat hip hop styled stuff boys that suck with two C's <laughs> Wait, is that a real band? No! Okay, I was like, whoa, these guys. Where does fiction um, begin and reality end? Oh, my mind. <laughs> um, but then they have they have plenty of, um. it's the kind of stuff that you would expect to hear in like, like, like a Korean drama. Like it's like slow, it's like almost kind of R&B. like, um, yeah, like more R&B yeah. and, um. But it's like it's very soft and like appealing to women kind of stuff. Yeah. So And I dig it because like, I don't know, maybe I'm just like used to American pop music, but I feel like it's more varied and like foreign pop, wh- whether it's from Asia or Europe or whatever, I feel like 
outside of America, pop tries like more different things. Like they experiment more. Whereas yeah. in America, it's more formulaic. It's, by virtue of me not speaking the language, I think they might actually be improving something. Like as far as American pop goes, the only one I can listen to has been dead for a couple of years. That's MJ. Michael Jackson yeah. is the one guy yes. I can get behind in pop. I will and say I am a big fan of um, Bruno Mars's new song "Finesse." It's so '90s. Okay, it's actually really good. Yeah. Well, no, and <laughs> that's the, the video. It's Nick at night. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that's, that's awesome. That's the best way to describe it. See, pop music in America, I'm on a more song-by-song -song basis. I don't write it all off as garbage or anything. It's just not my thing. I like a lot of pop artists who aren't, like, necessarily famous. But, you know what I mean? They do pop music. Like, I'll listen to stuff that would be in the pop genre. I'll just end up finding it other places where, like, it's, like, on Bandcamp or something. I'll just get linked to it. And I'll be like, oh, this is really good. If I heard this on the radio, I would not turn this off. Mm. Um... But I feel like, you know, the way pop culture in America is with music, it's like, oh, like, we're into this. Let's it's, just keep doing it's this. It's formulaic. Yeah. Which, honestly, though... There I, are trends in other countries, too. I just, if there are trends in other countries, I tend to at least prefer them to ours. Yeah, like, what's For it all. called? The uh, adaptation of greaser culture going on in some East Asian territories. Wait, where, really? Where it's like... Rockabilly, that's what I'm thinking of. Where it's yeah, like yeah. the Elvis style hair, although the cones they put in to do their do are over a foot long. I love yeah. that. It's like, imagine the kings from Fallout with big head mode. <laughs> I love it. Um, but uh, honestly, for for all we know, I mean, I'm sure there's like a, some articles out there we could read, but Koreans might feel the same way about K-pop that we feel about. American I always, pop. I always keep that in the back of my mind that I might be just because for virtue of not being surrounded by it all day every day yeah i just find it refreshing yeah but i also know that like there's plenty of music that was like when i was growing up in like the 90s and early 2000s it was super popular but i loved it you know yeah. i don't just hate things because they're popular i just don't like the recent like 10 to 15 years of trends Dude, um whereas the trends that are in other like i said europe asia whatever uh i feel like their pop trends are a little more like up my alley um, so I, I just have the, I think the Backstreet Boys stuck in my head right now. <laughs> um, and it's kind of annoying, but at the same time, I'm okay with it. Yeah, like, I'll, like, that's one of the things where, like, yeah, we had the boy band thing. It was kind of annoying then. It's still kind of annoying now. Like, but at least the boy band take on things in, like, Asian pop is more like... Nice soulful oh. and r&b styled instead of just pop you know I what i mean it seems like you could trace it back to something i forget what country it is but they pretty much like mass produce boy bands it's somewhere yeah. in asia i forget what well, like, even but... k-pop dude they they mass produce girl groups and stuff yeah. and i feel i i dude liking k-pop is so hard for me because i feel awful for the people in it they work like 20 hour days and like mm -hmm. they're not allowed to have relationships they're that like forced by contract to get like plastic, plastic surgery, surgery and i think that's all plastic surgery terrible. diets they like really they restrict yeah. their lifestyles like there's heavily. a much heavier emphasis on cosmetic surgeries in south korea as well it's not yeah. nearly as heavily stigmatized as it is here in the states yeah and in japan from what i know idol culture is very similar in the sense that like yeah. not as much of the plastic surgery stuff or any of that but like Idol culture is way. its own genre of television show and game right now. Yeah. Yes, and like, 
the people who are the real life idols because this is a thing dating back to like the 80s and stuff you're like they watch you if like you have a boyfriend you're not really supposed to have a boyfriend and speak, and, and in the event because that, it's oh. to appeal to um like the fans better like if just like she's single which means she can be with any of us like yeah exactly it's very weird and off but um, i'm like dude i just think her outfits are cute and she sings really well like i'm not trying to like <laughs> japan is more like a tmz while south korea is more has a dmz <laughs> what? What? I'm sorry, I'm making border jokes. Ignore me. <laughs> oh no! Oh, that one went over my head for a second. I don't know anything about pop music in this country. How am I supposed to contribute on the other side? It's like the closest <laughs> I get to this is baby metal. And yeah. I don't like baby metal. Well, that's the thing though, baby metal's an idol group. Like yeah, that's exactly and thankfully it seems like they from only from what I hear, because they're in like the whole metal subgenre, people don't care as much about the whole like keeping up appearances thing. There's a lot of guys in the metal community that are kind of pissed at them. It's like they're trying oh, yeah. to. It's half know, and half. They either love them or hate them. Yeah, and it's there's, hilarious. there's no in between. It's either mm. like this isn't metal fans need Rob to Zombie calling all of their haters pussies, and I think we're in a good territory now. Oh my god, yeah. really? They did a show with them. It was either Rob Zombie or Rob Halford. I can't remember who. Rob Halford loves baby metal. They did a show together. I think they, they've done both, yeah, actually. Probably. All I know is I saw Baby Metal and uh Rob Halford sing Painkiller together. And it was fucking it was incredible. Amazing. Um But like, yeah, like I am a huge fan of metal and some of my least favorite people in the world are metal fans because <laughs> yeah. they are so stuck up about music. <laughs> like, oh it's not uh East Norwegian uh true cult black metal. Uh no thanks. <laughs> Excuse me. Metal. I'm going to defend pirate metal as a genre because the band wears those costumes. Swashbuckle? Yeah. <laughs> mm, and then the black metal fans are like, oh, you're. No, you you're, say swashbuckle like you're the cookie monster. <laughs> and then the, the the fucking black metal fans are like, oh, excuse me, you, your, your band wears a pirate clothing? That's not as cool as our black and white makeup. And it's like, dude, both are cool and both are lame out of context. I get it. Yeah. Like, just just do your thing. Nobody cares. Ladies, you're both beautiful. Yeah, I it, love it, all of you fucking... equally. Now go hate each other in the corner. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly it. And like, you know, same thing with like pop music. It's like, you know, you get the people who are like, oh, this is like a this is pre-manufactured trash. Like, even if it is, then don't listen to it. Like, yeah, that, that's... if you like the sound of the music, then listen to it. The unfortunate <laughs> thing about um, K-pop is that like it's just it's the um the record company has say over literally everything like basically they're just using the girls as a way to look like, and sound a certain way yeah and it, it, i don't think it's true for every case but like i'm no. just speaking generally mm. and it sucks because these are really talented young women and there's nothing wrong with performing something that someone else writes they're just like the outlets for like, yeah. the producers you know seems. if you write beautiful music but you can't sing for shit and you find a girl who can sing beautifully but can't write for shit that's fine go work for rihanna <laughs> <laughs> shots fired shots fired that was amazing but yeah, like that doesn't bother me. I just care about being upfront about it. Like, okay, uh, the first Meatloaf record and all of them, I think, like that that Jim Steinman wrote, it says songs written by Jim Steinman and performed by Meatloaf. That doesn't make me respect him any less. He's still playing the piano and singing those fucking really hard tracks. I just know that he didn't write them as well. That's fine. I want the guy who wrote it to get credit. 
It's not that fucking hard. Like. Okay, so here's a question from somebody who is completely oblivious to these different pop scenes. Okay. Like, is there any, how best to put it, like, means of entering the genres that you could recommend for somebody who's trying to understand the topic? I think one of the best ways, I, I, I mean this wholeheartedly, go on either YouTube or Spotify and search K-pop playlist and J-pop playlist. Yeah. It yeah. really is, like, that easy, and you'll start to see the nuances. And one thing I do want to clarify in a very good way, you want to hear some bangers, 80s K, uh, 80s J-pop. It's yep. all like jazz fusion and like city pop. Like, are we talking it's... like cowboy bebop opener jazz or? <clears throat> Have you ever heard of a band called Cassiopeia? No. Okay, well, I'll go American. Weather Report? No. Oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Basically, think, I think the, the, the easiest way to describe it is like, synth pop like 80s it's like that soft pop sound with like it's almost always female vocals um or not, instrumental or instrumental um with a lot of slap bass and it's, like it's really good like, driving guitar. music like nighttime cruising music. yeah imagine like cyberpunk music that was the 80s in japan but like, like kind of like and poppy i'm like the first mad max style synth wave or something like that yeah a little bit but more more fusion jazz like but yes you're on the right track um it's very synth and bass and guitar driven in a good way but it's still poppy and I have memorable a specific, um video i can i can send you guys it's like the the video title is like this is an 80s japanese mixtape and yeah it's, yeah it's just like two hours straight of some of like the best um uh synth pop songs from japan and it's cool because it's one of those genres that's really easy to find artists because basically like okay um i was looking up a girl named uh seiko matsuda the other day she's an 80s uh pop singer and i found a link to like on Google Images, there was an album cover that wasn't hers, and I clicked it to see who it was. I forget her name, but um, it led me to like some CD buying site, and it was that section of like you know 80s J-pop. I just sent Taylor a screenshot of like 10 artists. I'm like, okay, we got to look these up. You know, it's really easy to find because they were all really commercially successful in Japan. So if you know how to do some basic searching, you'll find a lot of cool stuff. Okay. I can yeah. do that. And K-pop is easy because it's actually pretty popular in the West now. Although niche, it's popular enough where people yeah. are uploading a lot of like, I, playlists and stuff. And like, I don't like to go by this always, but when it comes to something like K-pop, the best place to start even would just be to like sort by the most viewed videos because that's like somewhere to start. Well, yeah, because you, know? you you have to know what's like huge. Yeah. But like, you know, like I said, I like it because. I, I heard rumors, and I haven't looked into it, that a lot of the people who write the K-pop songs are the same people, like, in Europe and stuff who write the American pop songs for, like, Taylor Swift and all them. But honestly, if it is, they're doing a way better job in Korea because they're actually, like I said, I can hear elements of, like, blues and jazz and show tunes and, like, it's just way more interesting than, look at me, I opened up FL Studio and put a loop together. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah, I dig it. So yeah, it, my 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 preachy advice for today is listen to pop outside of America. It's very good. Like I totally get behind that. Like um, hmm. what was the like, the last 
Oh man, I can't actually remember the last band from Asia I've listened to. It was like this obscure. Probably. Uh... You want fish? Uh, probably the only thing I've listened to that. Uh, what's it called? Dangan, I think. It's like uh, the dude who did uh, the original intro for Dragon's Dogma. It's like. If you ever want something that is a pristine example of cock rock, and I'm using that derogatory <laughs> term in the best way because I love it, it's just ridiculous. no cock rock's amazing. I mean, cock rock Steel slash butt rock is pretty much that yeah, it's like, in a nutshell. They're great. I'm pretty sure the guy's name is Dangan or something, and it's just like that was the last one I looked into. And other than that, you'd have to go back to like my middle school days. <laughs> right. Like, I could pretend to know Utada Hikaru, but it's just I played some game <laughs> games. Right, yeah, right. but even then, like. That's another good thing to note, is that a lot of the people listening to this play video games. Look into those artists, they've probably done stuff. The first Sonic the Hedgehog soundtrack was done by a an adult alternative artist who was in a band called Dreams Come True. They're fucking incredible, and a lot of the Sonic songs were just upbeat versions of their like ballads and pop songs. Really? Yes, That's look awesome. into the comparisons, it's wacky. Yeah. But the songs are both incredible, you know? Like, the, the rework for Sonic, or the pop version, like they're incredible because these these '80s acts, and th this goes for America too. I've been listening to a lot of '80s American pop. A lot of it was more just bands who were like, we wanted to do something catchy, memorable, but still good. And you know, this band was three people from Japan. It was like a bassist, a drummer, and a singer, and I think the bassist played synth too. And oh, they just wrote pop music and it was incredible. And Sega was like, hey, want to make some money making a soundtrack? And he was like, uh, I guess. Duh. <laughs> I looked it up because it was bothering me. I found the song and artist. The song was Into Free and I had the artist right. It was Dan Gan. Okay. okay. We'll check that out. So, yeah, if you ever want the most creative entry to a uh, pre industrial fantasy RPG with Monster Hunter elements, <laughs> And that's one way to open a game, and they lost the license for the remake on the new iteration. Oh, oh no! Why? It's like, oh yeah, we licensed this song for Dragon's Dogma. Well, what about Darker Risen, the expansion? If you get the expansion, you don't have it. Oh, okay. It's okay. Like, well, you that's like how they just top one versions that you don't get the Berserk costumes. Like, you because lose out on the insane. Berserk and uh, Griffith armor. And this is why I usually play on PC because you can mod. No, you don't them get in. on PC either because it was the Dark Arisen really. But you can mod them in. <laughs> True. I'm assuming anyway. Um, no, it's funny because I what, remember I said I started Mass Effect. Uh, I was like, oh shit, wait, my controller's not playing nice. So I looked into it to make sure it wasn't just uh, like something I was doing wrong. Yeah, Lo and behold, the first one was crap for the controller or, or like mouse and keyboard versus controller yeah but guess what in 10 minutes i installed a mod by copying some files over and now it works perfectly yeah the first well, one was <laughs> purely a console game it wasn't until two they started developing with pc in mind yeah yeah well um my friend played it on the pc instead the keyboard and mouse controls are great but i want to play it with him on my couch so i'm like yeah i'll just install the mod <laughs> mm. That's what I did with, uh, like, like Resident Evil 7. Yeah, I would have loved to play it with a mouse, but Taylor and I were playing it together. So I was like, I'll just mouse aim. I mean, I'll just, uh, I'll control or aim. It won't be a big deal. Yeah. You know, I'm not playing Overwatch competitively here. Like, I'm just shooting a couple zombies here and there while I'm exploring an old house. Hashtag By the way, and dying a lot. Yeah, I want to, I want to, we're, we're getting to time, but <clears> this is the hype segment. 
where the 21st is the anniversary of Resident Evil 2. The Resident Evil Twitter took a uh, made a black space in their header, uh, their header image that could fit another box art, and they put a teaser that just said Resident Evil in the Resident Evil 2 text over the Resident Evil 7 background. What is that as impressive as CD Projekt Red going beep? It's just a good time Wait, for what? announcements. <laughs> Cyberpunk. Yeah, CD Projekt Red had their like yeah. Cyberpunk game, and it's just like the first tweet in years was beep. And people are going crazy for nothing. Oh, oh I Me saw and Kyle that. are fucking waiting for that game for what six years now. <laughs> yeah. Also, CD Projekt Red, I love you, but you copyrighted a genre for your title. You're being Wait, dicks. What? Did they? They copyrighted Cyberpunk as the name. Cyberpunk's a genre. Yeah, but um... that that just means like the name Cyberpunk, you know, 2088 or whatever is going to be. The it's name also going to. It's just a whole kerfuffle with the idea of that basically being like Ghost in the Shell, Deus Ex, Human Revolution, like even Blade Runner. That's a genre descriptor across mediums. And now it's been sanctioned off as a name. Well, then. I, I don't think it's going to be that big of a deal. I think you'll be able to describe something as cyberpunk. It's like we live like in a CD world where Project... Bethesda won't let you include words like prey and scrolls in your name. I don't trust CD Project Red <laughs> that much. Uh, that's true. This is very true. Also, wait, who was it? Um... Was it Taylor Swift that tried to uh, copyright that? Oh, what? Oh. When her album was called Red? No, it was something else. Yeah, was it it was something. Oh, this sick beat? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, Fucking moron. <laughs> Taylor Swift, if you're listening, you're tall, blonde, skinny, and fucking stupid. I am ashamed to share a first name with you. <laughs> the tall, blonde, and skinny is fine. Like, area, I'm not judging. Your not body does shaming. not extend above the neck. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm just listing facts here. She is tall, she is blonde, she is skinny. She is also stupid. <laughs> um everything more greedy. Yeah, greed is stupidity. They're they're pretty interchangeable for me. Hmm. But anyway, yeah, so Resident Evil 2 logo text over the Resident Evil 7 background with a header image that can fit another box art. Oh, and there was that I think thing, there's going to be a remake finally. There was that thing earlier in the week that Sega kept posting on Facebook. It was... The light bulb. The light bulb. Oh, yeah, yeah. What is that? That was supposed to be today, right? I, I thought today was the Nintendo Direct where they're selling us cardboard. What? Wait. Why didn't we what? talk about that? <laughs> Wait. I Nintendo like has this new, like... DIY peripheral setup with the Switch coming out. Get the um, fuck out of here. Like, they're basically selling cardboard for constructions with families. Wow. Oh. Wait, hold on. Um, You're talking about like, Google Cardboard, right? No, I'm talking like they're selling these, like, make-your-own-peripheral kits with stencils. Oh, okay. And that's, nice. that's the next, like, Nintendo thing. Okay. Really? Okay, I mean, wait. there are people saying, oh, it's a step yeah. forward in biodegradables. We're not going to have as much plastic killing the earth. And? And? <laughs> no, Well, oh you God. get the satisfaction of making them. It's like a model kit. Taylor's hitting me, guys. Hold on, <laughs> hold on. Uh, what? Two Point Hospital is coming to PC later this year. I think that was the announcement. I think it's I think. like a hospital. It's medic. a hospital sim. Yeah. What? Yo. Yeah. Theme Hospital was my absolute Jimmy Jam, so Wow It looks like a 3D Theme Hospital Who's making it, other than Sega? Oh, it's from the creators of Theme Hospital Oh, okay Fuck <laughs> 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 oh, yeah. 
Do we have any headphone users left? I was gonna say, you sound kind of excited here. (laughs) Oh, dude, no, I've been playing Theme Hospital since I was like nine years old. I fucking love that game. Oh, shit. Oh my god. Illnesses and diseases aren't taken too seriously. Lightheadedness echoes the likes of Bloaty Head, Slack Tongue, and King Complex. Oh my god. Okay, so it's just because Bullfrog was bought by EA, so they're changing it. The values are the same. The humor is important. Oh, God. Yeah. Oh, I'm going to play the shit out of this. Oh, we're going to destroy this game. <laughs> I'm so excited. Wait, hold on. Yeah, guys, I'm sending this in the resources in Discord. Yeah, check it out. Fuck, yeah. Okay, so that was there. That was Sega's announcement. That's fucking so awesome. So we had that and find the Resident Evil thing. Yeah. See this. All Sega has to announce is Bayonetta and I'll defend them. <laughs> Just give me a release date for three. Never. Okay, they, I think they changed this back, but yeah, right now the the um, oh. profile picture for the Twitter is that... that's specifically the Resident Evil Two font. Because look at three. Okay. Evil three. So I I'm pretty see, sure its own thing. It's kind of like the saw font. Let me see two. two. What were you saying? I was gonna say I'm pretty sure I don't remember which one it was, but I think it's two that caused me to have a phobia of zombies. Oh, <laughs> so you know it's good. Yeah. Um, well, just imagine Eric seeing zombies. I'm like, oh no. It is different. Oh my god. Mm. This better be. Well, here, let me just search Resident Evil 2 Remake and see if there's been any news. 32, no. Resident Evil 2 Remake. Uh, uh, click on that. Wait. Wait. What? <laughs> First announced by Capcom back in 2015. I know that's like it's been quiet. Yeah. Uh, Potential release date. Well, there's a video update. They released a video. Wait, the when, producer. When, when was it though? Hold on. Yeah, that's 2015. Oh, that's the old um, one. So that's okay. the old one. Yeah. Story details. Um. What the fuck is this posted yesterday? Wait. Hmm. Can I just show Warhammer projects while you guys are Googling? Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Okay, so I shared this to the group a ways back, but Warhammer 30k, Death of Hope. Big yeah. fan project. Yeah. The entire thing was animated by one dude. And oh. nearing the anniversary, that's I have never actually played Warhammer. Well, there's the distinction, Warhammer versus for- Warhammer 40k. <laughs> I haven't played either. Wait, is Death Ball part of uh, the Warhammer universe? Blood Bowl, you mean? Yeah. Blood Bowl is that property. Yes, it's uh, Games Workshop. Gotcha. Still haven't played it. <laughs> okay, yeah, all I'm reading is still the uh, the Twitter stuff that they changed, but that's still pretty significant, and the anniversary is in four days. So, we'll so keep an eye open. We'll talk about it. Yeah. Alright, guys, very good show. Wait, I had a blast. Oh, we were talking about Warhammer while we were researching this. Oh, I thought. <clears> okay. <throat> I'm just reminding people it exists. It's coming out. <laughs> also, it's awesome. I mean, it's one dude animating this thing, and I don't know if there's a way to support them. I'm looking for it right now, but if they need any assets or any financial assistance, I would say go for it. Because Games Workshop is not doing anything this good recently. So okay, we've cool. told fans to actually make the good properties. <laughs> the ones who care. <laughs> Yeah, while well, Games Workshop is currently curating its uh, community feedback to make sure it's got a uh, f- 
friendly environment, people are actually making good stories with Warhammer. Mm. Gotcha. For free. Like a good um, fan base. Yep. See Star Wars Apologist for The Last Jedi for future reference. We're not going into that tonight. Maybe you could. Alright, gentlemen. We'll have time. Uh, I'm gonna so- head out. We had a good show. Yes, it was a good one. It's been um, fun. Before we exit, what what's for next week? Oh yeah, do we have any ideas? Or are we gonna... <laughs> um, I have... Mm, I'm not sure. Um, Alright, keep on guessing. I like, uh... I like the fact that we put, like, one random topic that wasn't gaming in there. So, let's pick another topic like that. If you guys are cool with it. Yeah. I was thinking, instead of music, we could go with uh, reading for next time. Like, how do you guys feel about comics or just, like, a particular novel coming out? If there's something you want to, like, chat about, go for it. Just have the floor. Yeah, let's, yeah. let's, let's uh, discuss it in our little chat It's room. boring if nobody disagrees with me, though. I don't have anybody <laughs> <laughs> I want to. Nobody's forced to listen God, to four it. people agree politely about subjects they enjoy. <laughs> oh yeah, I read that. It was pretty cool. Oh yeah, oh, we all. Man. Yeah, we all like Game of Thrones over here. Oh, yeah, it's God. like before I realized you were just talking pop versus pop and music. I was willing to fight you on this thing. Now I realize <laughs> I know nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we'll figure it out, and we'll probably like revisit the whole Resident Evil thing if it's like if there's updates and talk or if about there's anything like, else. What yeah. games we want to actually get like. <laughs> Remade. If oh, I do want to. Um, oh, there's not much to actually talk about, but um, they announced the new Mario Tennis for the Switch, eh. and I am mega hype, especially because they're bringing back the RPG elements from the Game Boy Advance game. Tennis with a story mode. I'll be damned. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's tennis RPG. Super Mario Tennis games. Yeah. All right. The last one was great, but. People stopped playing it like yeah. When it came after out. the abortion that was the fucking Nintendo DS one, the 3DS one, it was rock paper scissors with auto run. It was fucking <laughs> terrible. It was like, oh look, your opponent used this shot, used this shot back. Okay, well they'll use this one back, and your character would just auto run to these big circles, and it was fucking garbage. But then the Wii U one came out, and it was amazing. It was great, and we we like stomped online, but then like oh yeah, we did. Then like the online play just kind of died. It's such a good game, though. Um, the game I was really good at was uh, Me Tennis. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> I was a monster. <laughs> Unstoppable force. Yes. It was like, uh, once you saw me came, you know the fireballs were coming at you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, wait, hold on. Uh, I, uh, I have something to send you in a minute. But I'll send it over uh, Discord or Messenger. All right, cool. All right, guys. I'll Does talk to you guys later. Topics? I can do a DBZ outro too. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do, do it. it. Do it. No topics. Just go wild. Uh, go wild. Just go for it. And so the adventure ends, or does it? As Chris, Chris, Taylor, <laughs> and Eric. Wrap up in another round of giant bass. The Leviathan still submerges other victims beneath the sea. They have yet to fish it out. This menace could loom at any time. It could emerge fangs at the ready. But they will be ready to argue, to discuss, and most importantly, edit 
next week on Louder Than Podcast. When you said make- names, it was like you were an AI that just plugged in pre-determined <laughs> like, names. Can we please make that the official intro and outro for the show? No, I'm not going to disgrace Sabbath on a weekly basis. That's <laughs> <laughs> so right. good. Bye, guys. All right, see ya. Good Bye. evening. It's been fun. Have a good run. <laughs> Bye.